grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Sunday of Easter is found recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 13, beginning at the 44th verse. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with envy and began to contradict what Paul was saying by slandering him. Then Paul and Barnabas responded fearlessly, it was necessary that God's word be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and consider yourselves unworthy of eternal life, look, we are now turning to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has instructed us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were rejoicing and praising the word of the Lord. All who had been appointed for eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being carried through the whole region. But the Jews incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. So they shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. The disciples continued to be filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, beginning at the first verse. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, because the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea no longer existed. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And from the throne I heard a loud voice that said, Look! God's dwelling is with people. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain, because the former things have passed away. The one who was seated on the throne said to me, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write these words, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To anyone who is thirsty, I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, beginning at the 31st verse. After Judas left, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. Dear children, I am going to be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I now tell you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, love one another, just as I have loved you so also you are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples 
if you have love for one another. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is the second lesson that we heard from the lectern from Revelation chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. I'd like to read these words once more. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, because the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea no longer existed. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And from the throne I heard a loud voice that said, Look, God's dwelling is with people. He will dwell with them, and, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain, because the former things have passed away. The one who was seated on the throne said to me, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To anyone who is thirsty, I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ and heirs of everlasting life, It is my hope and prayer that you are not getting bored, and especially with the sermons, because the last several weeks I've been preaching the text from Revelation, and the one thing they all have in common is that they all point us to heaven, hearing the heavenly choirs in heaven, and what it is to be like in heaven, and this Sunday will be no different. The reason I fear that you might be getting bored, because... Is not the temptation there to think, why all this talk about heaven when we're really living here and now? When we're dealing with the problems and the tribulations and the persecutions and, and, and many sadnesses now in our lives? Maybe we're dealing with personal issues that deal with work or with marriage. Maybe we're struggling as we as we deal with our children and have to deal with the school and, in some cases, school boards. Maybe you find yourself frustrated by what is going on in our society and even in the world itself with all this talk about wars and rumors of wars and great large amounts of money being set aside, being sent to other countries. Some people are in favor of it, some are not. Maybe you're frustrated when you start hearing words like inflation or you hear words high gas prices and now the latest lack of baby formula. So why hear about heaven when we really need to be talking about now? During these times, I can't help but think of the beautiful passage that St. Paul wrote to the Romans. It's in chapter 8. He writes, For I can conclude that our sufferings at the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed in us. In fact, creation is waiting with eager longing for the sons of God to be revealed. 
present suffering, it doesn't even begin to compare to the glories that await us eternally in heaven. When we leave this life and join the believers and, and the saints in heaven. And yet, what we're dealing with now is very serious. But consider the Apostle John, who actually heard and recorded, because he even saw the vision of, of writing down these very words in Revelation. He was actually exiled under captivity because of his testimony of Jesus. Because he was preaching and teaching Jesus, they went and silenced him by putting him under captivity on the island of Patmos. The Apostle John is actually the last of the apostles. He's possibly in his 90s when he's writing this. And he's writing to people that this letter will be going to who are also being persecuted, who are also dealing with their own inflations and money and family issues. And even to take it a step further, many of these people were being persecuted and even being put to death because they confess that they were believers in Jesus Christ. Some even being boiled in oil. Now maybe we're not facing that. But these words that comforted them is also a great comfort for each and every one of us. In fact, it's more than comfort. It's our hope and strength. Yes, John saw once again heaven. And when he saw heaven, he records that he saw a new heaven and a new earth. In this case, because the word heaven is used with the word earth, it's speaking of the sky. So a brand new sky and a brand new earth. It's new, which means it's not old. And in specifically, it's not one of the, it's not the first heaven or the first earth. For the first heaven and the first earth is the planet on which we live now, the sky we see with our own eyes when we look above. This is the life that is cursed by sin. This is the life that we lived in. In fact, not only is our human nature cursed, but all of creation is living under the curse. That's why the Apostle Paul spoke of creation as yearning for the day the sons of God will be revealed and personifies creation itself. In fact, this new heaven and this new earth will be completely different from this one. We're told here that the sea will no longer exist. Just think, our entire planet, the majority is covered with water but not with the new heaven and the new earth. And the thing that will really make it beautiful and wonderful is how the apostle Peter speaks of it. For after it is destroyed, this earth, this present earth by fire, and that will be the last day of the world, and it will be a day of judgment by the Lord God Almighty as he separates the believers from the unbelievers, as he sends the unbelievers to hell and the believers to the glories of heaven eternally, he describes this new heaven and new earth as the home of righteousness. A home that is pure, right with God. And what will that look like? God will wipe every tear from their eyes. No more pain, no more suffering, no more sadness, no more death. For those former things are gone. Everything
everything that has been cursed by sin, gone. And if you take sin out of the picture and all the sadness that comes from sin, then what do you have left but only pure joy and gladness? And this is our new home in heaven. Many people call their home, home sweet home. You can put plaques up in your house, and, and you may even have it, home sweet home. And, and home sweet home is, it's home to you, unlike a house where, okay, you just kind of stay there, but when you take a house and make it a home, that means you make it your own. You raise your family. You create memories. This is where you're safe. This is where sadness has, has dwelt, as well as happiness. You can't wait, after working a long and hard day, to go back home and be able to relax. Maybe put your feet up and slow down. That's home sweet home. But yet, that home does not even compare to the real true home sweet home that will be in heaven. To live where there's no more tears, to live where there's only pure joy and gladness, to live knowing that the dwelling of God is with men and we're going to be with him and live with him and see him with our own eyes, not simply just a shadow of his backside. And we're going to enjoy that forever. That's home sweet home. And nothing even begins to compare to it. As we join Job in the Old Testament and also saying how my heart yearns within me. And not because it, Jesus won for us a new home, but he also blessed us with a new relationship. John goes on to say that he saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. If you're thinking of a city as simply brick and mortars and towers and homes and buildings, then you're going to totally misunderstand the picture here. For the city is not used to, in this case, and really in the entire New Testament, it never really refers to a building or to a group of buildings but it refers to the people. These people will be God's people. And God will be their God. And this holy city, this new Jerusalem, will be holy because these people will be saints in God's eyes. They have been washed clean by the blood of Christ. So the robe that they're wearing, the bridal dress that they have, is the dress uh, called the garment of salvation. It's also called the, the robe of righteousness, which is always the ticket to heaven. And they wear this as their very own. In fact, they wear this through faith in Jesus Christ because they've been prepared. They didn't prepare themselves. They didn't get dressed themselves. They didn't take God into their hearts themselves. God came to them. God saved them. Jesus shed his blood and gave his life for them. And the proof of it is his resurrection. 
for his resurrection proves that sin has been paid in full, but it also proves that the doors of heaven is wide open. It proves to us that through faith in Christ, heaven is our home. And therefore, my dear friends, because of Easter, because of all this emphasis on heaven, the early Christians moved the Sabbath, which was on Saturday, and it was called the day of rest, because that's what the word means. And no doubt, rest in the coming Savior, who would pay for our sins and win for us the true eternal rest of the forgiveness of sins. And now you and I get to rejoice in the fact that that has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. As we look forward to a second return, to take us to the glory of heaven with all the saints, with all the believers. And, and doing this, they moved it from Saturday to now Sunday. Now some say we worship on Sunday because the day of creation started on a Sunday, but really it was moved to Sunday and they called it the day of the Lord all because of Easter all because of passages like this. So that every time we gather on a Sunday, some would say, well, we're celebrating like a little Easter. I would say, no, we celebrate every Sunday Easter. Oh, we might make a big deal out of the Easter once a year and have a potluck breakfast and gather together and have an early service, a sunrise service at 6.30. But really, every Sunday we gather together, we're celebrating Easter. We're celebrating the gifts of salvation that we have in Christ Jesus alone. In fact, in the gifts that we can't even begin to thank him enough especially the new home that we're going to have one day <clears throat> and the new relationship that we already enjoy with believing hearts. But along with it, the new confidence. He says here, look, I am making everything new. Right, for these words are trustworthy and true. It is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To anyone who is thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. The one that's speaking to him is the one who is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the first letter in the Greek alphabet and the last letter in the Greek alphabet. If he's the entire alphabet, that means he is everything. There is no one greater than the one who's the beginning and the end. And he is the, not only the one who is everything, he's the one who has done everything when it comes to our salvation. So he tells John to write. Write because these words are correct. These words are true. In fact, these words are the absolute truth. And I'll say it, be, I've said it before, and I will say it again. Anything contrary to the absolute truth is a lie. This is the truth. And therefore, the believing heart in Christ Jesus, your faith is in the absolute truth. You do not have to live questioning and doubting. Am I really believing in the right thing? God himself said this is the truth. 
And when the Lord Jesus commanded his disciples, including us, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching, to obey everything he has commanded, we know we're proclaiming the truth. We're not telling people what we think. We're not telling people simply what we feel is right. And, and, and we're not trying to force our, our morality on people. Or, or if you don't think my way, you're ridiculous and dumb. No, what we share is the truth. What we proclaim is the truth. And the truth is, Jesus is the groom. And we are the bride. And through faith in him, we are saved. Because the groom has saved us by dying on the cross and rising again. So until the day that our Lord returns, continue to have hope and continue to be strengthened by these beautiful words of heaven. And even if you're struggling with personal issues, even if you're frustrated by what's going on in society and the world, and you find yourself, when you look at the mirror in the morning, you just want to scream. Do not lose hope. Because there is hope and strength, knowing that our Savior has made everything new. A new home a new relationship, and a new confidence. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.